0: Hello, this is Two Guys, One World Cup. I'm James Cook. And I'm Andy Wise. And I am
1: bereft, for there is no football on today. I am sorry for your bereftness. I truly am.
0: Friday the 29th of June, a day that will go down in infamy as being a rest day at the World Cup.
1: A rest day at the World Cup, Andy. Nobody plays any football at all.
0: Well, I'm sure they're training over there at their hotels, but there are no games on today. It is the rest day between the group stages and the start of the second round. The annoying thing is, next week there are going to be two more rest days. My word! On Wednesday and Thursday, and the week after that, there'll be a bunch more rest days, and then the week after that, there's going to be three years of rest days, Andy, <laughs> without World Cup
1: football. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to cope. I, I don't think you will either. I think you're going to have to get some support for this. Yeah. Is there some sort of support group you could go to? Is there some sort of methadone equivalent of of the World Cup? Domestic could- football. Which goes on pretty much the rest of the time. I think that might work for you But yeah. a domestic football. You could just pretend that the various teams are foreign teams you like. A lot of them are <laughs> these days. <laughs> Not to get all you kiddy. Uh, but we've had 48
0: games in the last two weeks.
1: 48 that many?
0: Yeah. There are 16 more to go in the tournament. But it is the business end now, Andy. It is the knockouts. Alright. It is winner stays in from now until only one team is left,
1: even if that means penalty shootouts. (laughs) See, when you say these are the knockouts, this brings back memories of the 70s and 80s for me, which means that uh, one of the teams has to dress up in a giant costume and try and make their way across an assault course, including a greasy pole. bit racist. Uh, (laughs) A greasy pole suspended over a pool of blue water. You'd watch it if that was the case, wouldn't you? I, I would watch it, um, I did, indeed I did. Commented by uh, Stuart Hall, <laughs> who used to also do football commentary. Yep, he used to do a lot of other things as well, so let's leave him alone.
0: I noticed today, Andy, you're
1: wearing... What Describe the T-shirt you're wearing today. I'm wearing a red T-shirt, which I picked up in a charity shop, which has Polska written on it, which I assume means it's a T-shirt for the Polish... National football team. Yeah, or well, the police's scar band.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a vaguely sporty kind of top, which I don't think I've ever seen you wear at all.
1: Yes, yes, I brought it out now, particularly now that uh, Poland are out of the World <laughs> yes. Cup. I think it is safe for me to wear it now. Well, uh, what did you think was going to happen before? Say, Ugh, yeah, you, yeah, you supporting Poland, are you? Hey, hey, but now. Um, I just look as if I'm being really British and, and sh- supporting a plucky underdog. Who've already been knocked out. Yes, Yeah. say, let's bring them back in just for old time's sake. Go on. The groups have finished. It's time to
0: revisit our predictions okay. that we made for who was going to qualify. Me with my fountain of knowledge mm-hmm. and you with whatever it is you have. My water pistol of speculation. <laughs> yes. So 16 countries have qualified for the second round. hmm and you, Andy, you correctly predicted 10 of them. Hey, That's pretty good. But only three of them you got in the right position. So in terms of whether they finished first or second. Right. You correctly predicted Spain, France, and Brazil would win their groups. Uh, whereas I, I got 13 out of 16. And I correctly predicted the position of... 11 of them. So you you win? I win. You'd have thought I would have won. Of course, the big shock there that neither of us saw coming, in fact, no-one
1: saw coming at all, is the fact that Germany were knocked out in the first round of the World Cup. Yes, yes, but a lot of people have been been talking about that, how unexpected it was. It's huge, Andy. It's huge. And this
0: is the fourth time in the last five World Cups... Where the reigning
1: champion has been knocked out in the first round. Hang on, but Germany did the reigning champions? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I knew they'd won in the past. I didn't know they'd won. I forgot they won the last one. Yeah. So. But when it happened to Spain last time, Spain were in a group with um, the Netherlands and
0: Chile, who were considered really good teams. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, yeah, they got knocked out, but they were in a good group. Whereas Germany, with Sweden, Mexico and South Korea, everyone thought, oh, they'll walk that group. No dangers there. But they are
1: out. And they're saying this may be a curse. The curse of the reigning champion. So is that why England have not won at all since 1966? It's the curse. It's to prevent the curse.
0: (laughs) It's all very well winning a World Cup, but it just means you're going to go out in the first round of the next one. Uh, so no one saw that coming. That has put our scores down somewhat. Now, I've been comparing our predictions to other ways of predicting who could have got out of the groups. Oh. It has to be said, Andy, you are a better predictor at World Cup results than either GDP or population size. <laughs> got clear evidence that you're better because you got 10 out of 16 but those would have only got 9 out of 16 ah, right. then FIFA's rankings would have predicted 12 of the 16 right. and then the history of the teams at the World Cup would have got 13 same as me Right. so basically
1: me knowing the history of the World Cup yes. means that I was able to get the most Yes. who would have thought that knowledge and interest would mean that you would be able to be a better predictor of what happens than someone who's coming to it with no knowledge at all. But I think we've all had enough of experts, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the—that's
0: what the country feels. It's more about what you reckon, Andy, than what yes. you know. Particularly when you're trying to predict the future. And with the second round starting tomorrow, it is time for us to start predicting the future and looking ahead to some of the games that are coming up. Mm-hmm. in the
1: second round. So again, I'll ask you to give your prediction first and then I'll tell you what I reckon. Okay then. Well, before we continue, because uh, you mentioned Chile and that reminded me. Yeah. Last podcast, I did mention that I watched football with someone else who made a lovely curry. Yeah. I've since met them and they were very disappointed that I didn't mention them by name. Because uh, I mentioned other people in the group by name, such as Tony and Karen and, and Claire. <laughs> such. A, but it was Steve. Steve, who made us a lovely curry. Thank you very much, Steve. It was most appreciated. You're an excellent host. This podcast is brought to you by Steve and his curries. Sod <laughs> Squarespace. Get a curry
0: by Steve. Uh, the first second round game is going to be tomorrow afternoon, Saturday afternoon. Right. And it's France against Argentina. Oh, right. Which is quite right a tasty looking uh, fixture there. Two former champions going head to head. What do you think, Andy?
1: Ooh. Well, last (laughs) time we spoke about France, I thought France had won the World Cup very recently, and you pointed out it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Argentina, I'm not sure when they last won the World Cup. 1986. 1986, sorry, thank you. Well, just going on that, I would say France. Okay. Argentina. But there again, they are closer to the curse than Argentina. So there may be residual influence of the curse. Residual curse influence? Yes. RCI. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be factored in. Yeah, I think that should replace GDP as a measure. Okay. Sounds like the sort of thing that would affect um, the Quidditch Championship. (laughs) I think you're probably right there, Mm -hmm. France, to beat Argentina.
0: They appear to be two sets of individuals... Mm-hmm. rather than two teams. Oh right. Argentina had scraped through the groups. They needed a goal with 5 minutes to go to beat Nigeria and get through to the to the second round. But I've just I've just got a funny feeling that Argentina are going to beat France. Have you? And I don't know what that is based on because Argentina have not been very good. They got a little bit lucky in their last game. Right. They've already been hammered by Croatia and France could easily beat them. 2 or 3 nil. Mm -hmm. The thing about World Cups is it's so much about momentum and about which teams come good at the right time. There are rumours that there's been a players' revolt. What do they want? (laughs) To win football games? Yeah, well, then then you work as a team, surely. Yes, but But. I think the players' point is that the manager was not setting them out in the best way to get the most out of the players. So the rumour is that one of the senior players, Javier Mascherano he mm-hmm. essentially picked the team to play against Nigeria and it was a team that was basically well we need to pick Lionel Messi because right. he's one of the best players in the world Yes, and then pick the players that make him happy that make Lionel Messi happy
1: yeah because if he's happy the team will win that was the theory but why do they keep Messi happy? because do, he do... likes them? I don't know so they're just his mates yeah And God, this is world class professional football yeah but they're still blokes in their 20s oh for goodness sake <laughs> No, this, this, is, this is unacceptable. Sodom? If you were the manager... Maybe General Galtieri was right if these people <laughs> needed a firm hand.
0: But they will argue when they did what the manager wanted, they got beat 3-0. When they right. did what the players wanted, they won. OK. You're probably right with
1: France, but just for a point of difference and because I've got this nagging feeling, I'm going to say Argentina. Perhaps another thing, If there are men in their early 20s and the manager can't sort them out, perhaps their mums should have a word with them perhaps that's maybe what they need bring in the mums bring in mums mums should be managers because no, mums know how to humiliate you <laughs> in front of your friends and that's very important
0: in any kind of man management isn't it the, the ritual humiliation in front of your peers yes that's how to motivate people but perhaps men in their early twenties how about as a compromise yeah. the manager has to dress up as a mum <laughs> on the
1: touchline <laughs> In a purple card
0: In an apron. And with a rolling pin. Or, you know, as a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> Mums can be that now. Yeah, a doctor or a
1: lawyer in an apron. <laughs> with a rolling pin. Oh, we're going to get messages now.
0: <laughs> second, second round game on Saturday evening will be Uruguay against
1: Portugal. Right. Uruguay have a pedigree, so I'm going to go with Uruguay. They haven't won it since 1950. When did Portugal with it? Never, but they
0: are the current European champions. Are they? And they have Cristiano Ronaldo. It was, he, he's very good. The prancing pony of football. And okay. Uruguay have Luis Suarez. He's the biter,
1: isn't he's he? He's the biting man. So between prancing and biting. <laughs> which <laughs> I'm still going to stick with Uruguay out of, out of stubbornness. Okay. This is the kind of game that would have like five or six sending-offs.
0: You'd you'd think Uruguay right. against Portugal, exactly the kind of game we have to keep rugby fans away from. Right, what what? Because yeah. rugby fans love it when footballers dive, because it feeds into their pre-existing belief that yeah. all footballers are namby pamby, not real men, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine there will be plenty o diving in <laughs> Uruguay, Portugal, and I think you're Uruguay, you know, they've won three out of three without really looking too impressive right? Portugal in their last game against Iran
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, uh, an Iranian forward had a chance with a few minutes to go that would have knocked them out and he, and he missed it but they do have the tournament experience of two years ago right? it's the same bunch of players more or less so I've, I have a feeling Portugal are going to come through okay. maybe on penalties even All right, so we've disagreed so far on okay. both of them right well uh, game number three, Spain versus
1: Russia. Russia, the hosts, of course. Right, so they have that, that home advantage team. Spain, no, they have won the World Cup before. Spain's only win in this tournament so far. They beat Iran 1-0. And, but Russia won. did that 5-0 thing yeah. that we saw against Saudi Arabia. I've forgotten how they've done subsequently. Uh, they beat Egypt 3-1 and then they lost to Uruguay who I think are good anyway, for my own inscrutable reasons. (laughs) I will then go with Russia. Oh, okay. I'm going for Spain. Okay. Croatia
0: against Denmark. Croatia. (laughs) Why? Any reason? No. No, I'm also going for Croatia. They've been a very impressive team. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, though, teams that impress in the group stage, they just run out of steam and crash out. But I don't think Denmark are very good. So I think Croatia will win that. Brazil,
1: Mexico? We've talked about the idea of Brazil.
0: Yeah. And the actuality. Yeah, this is the actuality of Brazil against Uh, the actuality of Mexico. uh, Real Brazil.
1: Real Brazil. Brazil. (laughs) I'll still go with Brazil, I think, for that.
0: And I will. If only because the last six World Cups, Mexico have got to the second round and then lost. I see no reason for that not to continue in this game. Uh, Belgium against Japan. Japan very much the surprise team in this last
1: uh, 16. Are you aware of how Japan qualified? Um, No, I'm not aware of how how Japan... Qualified. I assume they work very hard for it, they do. Well, they miniaturised everything. Ah! That was how. Everyone was forced to pay with a ping-pong ball. They finished in their group with an identical
0: record to Senegal, but they acquired fewer yellow cards, mm-hmm. so they went through on disciplinary record. Again, they're very hard-working people. Yes. And obviously, if anyone did get a yellow card, they would have immediately brought great shame to their family. And then Belgium, who beat England... Or more accurately, Belgium, whose B team beat England's B team last night. I'm going to go with Japan.
1: What? I'm going to go with Japan. as a, a, I have a feeling in my water. Do not want to underestimate the non-European team. I'd go with Belgium. I think purely because I'd love to see a Belgium-Brazil quarter-final. I think that would be some game. It, it
0: would be a game. It would be a game of football. Yes. In fact. Two more ties. It's the Swat Derby: Sweden against Switzerland. Sweden. It was very instinctive. That it came out it straight away. Was
1: no thinking about it. I assume Switzerland are only good at banking and chocolate. You know that thing. That, um, what's his face? Um, Orson Welles said in the Third Man*, Third Man* oh, yes. about uh, oh, Switzerland, uh, several hundred years of brotherly love and democracy. And what did they give us? The cuckoo clock. They didn't. They didn't what? even invent the cuckoo clock. Did they not? No, it's, it's a, it was a German thing, the cuckoo clock. So everybody associates Switzerland with cuckoo clocks, but uh, it's not their thing. Uh, yeah. but it's
0: interesting because that speech starts with him talking about in Italy.
1: Yes, the Borgias. And and the all Borgias that. and bloodshed and blah blah blah.
0: Yes. What did Switzerland ever have? Uh, Italy of course not at the World Cup so I don't know if Orson Welles was the great football pundit we all imagine he was <laughs> of course he would have been brilliant as a football pundit when he started and then gradually got worse <laughs>
1: as he got older yeah Citizen Harry Kane yeah oh very good very good very good oh uh, what was his last role he was a voice in the Transformers cartoon that's in the 80s. right yes he was a living planet <laughs>
0: And he prepared for that role by being the size of a planet. (laughs) I'm going for Switzerland to beat Sweden. Although I'm doing the classic thing of underestimating Sweden. Sweden, in qualifying and in the groups, have knocked out the Netherlands, Italy and Germany. There must be something going on there with the Swedes. They don't appear to have any star players or anything, but they've been very, very effective... I'm talking myself out of it now. No, I'm going with Switzerland. I think Switzerland will win. Yeah. And then finally, yes. on Tuesday evening, the last game of the second round, we'll see Colombia
1: take on England. I think England will win, but only just. <laughs> only just? <laughs> only just. By what,
0: half a goal? What? Yes. You mean only just?
1: If if there was such a thing as scoring half a goal, England would win by Do half. you think it'll go down to penalties, Maybe. No, I think it would England will score a goal and then just hold them off.
0: Yeah, rope-a-dope defending,
1: rope-a-dope, holding them back. Yeah.
0: I think England could win. Mm-hmm. I think they could, mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they will. Okay, I don't. I think Colombia will win. I think they'll have too much flair in the team and they will outscore us. Right. When you say flair,
1: is that a euphemism?
0: <laughs> No, I'm, oh, not, right. I'm not implying anything. <laughs> and this is exactly the kind of game that England would lose. When you say that, what do you what do you mean? Just in previous tournaments, they are a good team, and traditionally, whenever England play a good team, they lose. That's been England's problem. They can beat the teams that they're better than, which I know sounds
1: weird. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds a little trivial. The teams uh, they're expected to beat, uh, yes,
0: they can, they
1: usually beat, right. although
0: not always. But whenever they come up against a team of equal or greater standing right that's when they've fallen apart since the year 2000 the only times england have won a knockout game in major tournaments is when we've played denmark and ecuador and i know this is a whole bunch of new players and it's a different manager and it's supposed to be a new mentality I am probably talking myself out of it to stop myself getting too excited.
1: But we've we've all used that method in different uh, circumstances. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Right? I'm trying to I'm trying to prolong the tournament.
1: <laughs> Andy. I mean you've got those three
0: years to get through. Exactly. Before if you just said before the tournament in the second round we're gonna play Colombia. everyone would be like, Oh no, we don't wanna play them. Because Colombia were great at the last World Cup. Okay. They won their last two games. They lost their first game, but mainly because they had a player sent off after three minutes. Oh, dear. Which I don't think will happen again. So I'm afraid I think Colombia will win that. But I hope you're right, (laughs) because I'd love it if England won a knockout game in my lifetime. (laughs) That's what I want to see. So this stage,
1: it's not the furthest they've got, is it, ever? No, no. In
0: 2002, we beat Denmark at yeah. this stage in 2006 we beat Ecuador right. at this stage
1: 2010 we got beat by Germany 4-1 mm-hmm. and we didn't even get to the second round in the last World Cup now, now you've mentioned Germany that's reminded me I wanted to talk about this Germany got beaten by South Korea. Yeah. And a lot of England fans I know were going, Hooray! The Germans are out! We won't have to face the Germans. We might have a chance of winning this. Yeah. And I thought to myself, perhaps my naivety as an outsider, what a pathetic attitude (laughs) to have. We want to win by having all the really good teams knocked out. By other people. We wish to outsource our victories. Yes. If you want to be world beaters, you should be prepared to beat the world. Whoever comes along, call me naive, call me romantic, that sort of thing. But there is such a psychological block
0: with England and particularly Germany... But also Brazil, Argentina, those kind of teams. Such a psychological block that it
1: does matter that Germany are no longer an issue for England because we don't have to worry about it. Yes, it does matter that a much better team are no longer in the competition. But put it like this, South Korea turned up and beat that team. Yes, they did. And I'm assuming... Mexico did as well. Mexico did. I'm, yes, I'm, 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 I'm assuming that those teams do not have a reputation for being world beaters. But they still turned up and they did it. Before they went on to play against Germany, well, when they went on the pitch to play against Germany, didn't they just say, well, we're going to lose anyway. And then just go off and have a fag break. <laughs> for 90 minutes and just let the Germans put goals in the net they turned up and they played the game and lo and behold I'm not sure what point it was I was making but the point I'm trying to make is Is you have to beat everyone you have to beat everyone you have to be prepared to beat
0: everyone but the the reality is you don't have to beat everyone Mm -hmm. because even if you get to the final, Mm -hmm. that's three games you've got to win to Mm -hmm. get to the final, and you can't play everyone who's in the knockout rounds. So if you're only going to play three teams to get to the final, you want to play the teams you have a good chance of beating. Well, yes. A lot of England fans are happy that England finished second in their group because they think it gives us an easier path to the final. Mm -hmm. Because after Colombia... We would play the winner of the Sweden Switzerland game, you know, which they perceive to be winnable. However, we have to get past Colombia first. Yes. Had we won the group, we'd be playing Japan. But that that's where England are at the moment. We are not in the position where we're like, well, it doesn't matter who it is; we'll play, we'll beat all of them.
1: No, because no. we're
0: not there yet as a, as a team. Yeah. I'm sure Brazil don't care who they face, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Spain aren't bothered. They're probably the two favourites left in. Yes. England aren't there. No. We're just, we're so damaged from, you know, 52 years of hurt and all of that that we do need to take solace in other teams losing to other teams so we don't have to do it. Well, it, it,
1: I, I, I'm not impressed with that <laughs> attitude at all. Why should I, Twain? <laughs> Show me heaven instead. Oh, that's, that's Mariah Carey. Wasn't it? <laughs>
0: So we will reconvene after the second round, which I'm really looking forward to. I think there's some very exciting games there. Are you gonna watch any of them? Um,
1: probably not. What if there was a curry involved? Ah <laughs> I think if it were one of Steve's curries. Steve's curries? Yes. I hear they're the best curries of all. They are great curries. In fact, Steve's curries are so good, I would very happily re-watch the England versus Belgium match. <laughs> what? It's
0: <That's> insane. <laughs> So we will reconvene after the second round and uh, and we'll see how our predictions have gone. We've only agreed on two games. We both think Croatia and Brazil are going to win, but we've disagreed on all the others. And then we'll do our predictions for the quarterfinals. So thanks very much for listening. Until next time, ta-ra. Bye-bye.